Medicare Advantage enrollment is up as payers worry about higher MA costs. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services finalizes a rule for Medicaid disproportionate share hospital payments. And nearly half of newborns in the United States received protection against respiratory syncytial virus. It's Thursday, February 22nd. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Enrollment in Medicare Advantage plans continues to grow as MA insurers plan for increased costs. According to recent analysis from STAT, enrollment in privately administered Medicare plans increased between 6 and 7 percent in 2024, bringing the total number of seniors in MA plans to around 33.4 million. Medicare Advantage continues to be dominated by three major health insurers, United Health Group, Humana, and CVS's Aetna, which combined account for around 57 percent of the market. Though some MA insurers are seeing an increase in member enrollment, some are also facing higher costs associated with increased care utilization. Humana, the nation's second largest MA insurer, cut its profit projections for 2024 and pulled its earnings target for 2025 in anticipation of rising medical costs, while CVS, Aetna's parent company, downgraded its 2024 earnings guidance as it too prepares for higher medical costs, as well as an anticipated federal rate cut. This year marks the first time in the history of Medicare that more than half of all eligible Medicare beneficiaries chose to enroll in an MA plan. Enrollment in the program has more than doubled since 2010, and it's projected that 60% of all eligible Medicare beneficiaries will be enrolled in an MA plan by the end of the decade. Some safety net hospitals could see a reduction in Medicaid payments, while others could see an increase through a final rule issued by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services this week. The rule, issued on Tuesday, sets new parameters on how Medicaid disproportionate share hospital payments are both calculated and dispersed. Under the rule, hospitals will only be able to account for patients whose primary payer is Medicaid. Previously, they were able to include individuals with other forms of additional health care coverage, including private health insurance and Medicare. The change stems from provisions in the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021, which required changes to the hospital-specific limit on Medicaid DISH payments. Under the rule, DISH payments overall are being cut by around $8 billion every year, starting in the current fiscal year and the next four federal fiscal years. CMS said that it will redistribute potential overpayments when identified to other hospitals within the same state, in accordance with the state's approved Medicaid state plan. The rule exempts safety net hospitals that are in or above the 97th percentile of inpatient days treating patients who qualify for Medicare Part A and supplemental security income benefits. 
It's unclear how hospital lobbying groups may respond to the final rule. Last April, the American Hospital Association sent a letter to CMS Administrator Chiquita Brooks-Lashore, raising concerns about the then-proposed rule, claiming that across all hospitals there was a Medicaid shortfall of nearly $25 billion in 2020 because the safety net program pays $0.88 cents on the dollar for care. A majority of newborns in the United States received some protection against respiratory syncytial virus, known as RSV, according to new data released by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The data comes from the CDC's National Immunization Survey Adult COVID Module. They note that coverage estimates are based on respondents' self-reporting. The CDC said that as of this past January, 40.5% of female respondents with an infant under the age of eight months report that their infant received nirzevimab, the monoclonal antibody RSV treatment, which is sold under the brand name Bayfortis. An additional 21.7% reported that they definitely planned to get the shot for their baby. Bayfortis was developed through a partnership between Sanofi and AstraZeneca and was approved by the Food and Drug Administration last July. It's meant for newborns and infants born during or entering their first RSV season, as well as children up to 24 months who are vulnerable to severe RSV disease through their second RSV season. The CDC also reports that 16.2% of pregnant people reported receiving the maternal RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, between September 22, 2023 and January 27 of this year. That vaccine is manufactured by Pfizer, and it's administered to pregnant individuals at 32 through 36 weeks gestational age to prevent lower respiratory tract disease caused by RSV in infants from birth through six months of age. RSV is a common virus and can infect people of all ages. However, it's the leading cause of hospitalizations for infants and can be particularly dangerous for premature babies and those with weakened immune systems. This has been Just Healthcare Daily from Kaufman Hall. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the podcast. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Just Weekly.